A car passes in the opposite lane, the headlights lighting up the contours of her face, giving illumination to the edges of her swollen eyes. You've been crying. She pats her eyes with the edge of her palm. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot lately. She laughs softly. I'm sorry. No need to apologize. I reach out my hand to her. It hangs in the distance between us for a few seconds, reaching an uncomfortable climax where I'm not sure if I should pull back or not. I'm Faith. Her hand creeps from the pocket of her hoodie and gives me a firm shake. I'm Charlie, she says, and I'm running from the man I love more than anything in the world. Shit, I blurt out. I mean, I'm sorry. She laughs again, this time with a little more heft. What is it with us always apologizing? I shrug. I think it means that we're just good people. Her entire body tenses. Her lips seem to fold over each other. Yeah, I don't know about that. If it makes you feel any better, I'm also running. She shifts to face me, this time fully. It's a milestone when I'm able to let someone in. But she feels safe. To be honest, saying anything out loud is terrifying. But it's only when we're able to hear our thoughts that we can make sense of them. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Maybe she'll help me figure that out. And what are you running from? I smile. Not because I'm happy, but because someone cares. It's not what I'm running from. It's where I'm running to. And that is? I take a moment to myself before I'm able to speak. Home. When I say it out loud, it resonates like a film stuck on repeat. All the tragedy, all the pain, it creeps back into me, under my skin, and through my tangled heart. I'm going home. She tilts her head in contemplation. Yeah, that's where I'm going. It shouldn't be this scary, should it? I ask, with a compromised smirk, torn between wanting life to be a happy joke and knowing that it's anything but. Going home, I mean. Her eyes drift over me, a hollowness creeping past. I know why I'm terrified of going home. But what are you so afraid of? I'm afraid of everything anymore. But I'm afraid that after I step off this bus, it's over. I'll never have a choice again. She turns back to face the window. Choices. She mumbles to herself, almost like she's cut this conversation to a rapid halt. She's broken, perhaps even more so than I am. I don't press the issue any further as my curiosity wanes into a stubborn debate with my own thoughts. Here in the shadows of the highway and newfound silence, I understand it fully. I'm alone, and I have no choice but to go home. I'll avoid Noah and run straight to Luke. He'll understand. He always did. I don't need a sermon and I don't need to be condemned. I need to be understood. And if Luke can't understand, he'll pretend. But avoiding Noah comes with a cost, because he might be the only one able to truly save me. Just the same, he might just be the final nail in my coffin. He could destroy me. There's too much passion.
too much history and too much friction. I leave a trail of kerosene everywhere I go, and he's a match, always one strike away from an explosion. The illusion of time crumbles as the bus comes to a stop as we pull into the Lakeview bus station. The lights come on, and my new friend, Charlie, flinches in her seat. Her eyes tangle with a decision that I know will shape the rest of her life. Does she get off the bus, and who does she become if she does? She moves her mouth to speak, but nothing comes out, like she's paralyzed. I place a palm gently on her shoulder. It's okay, I say. Her eyes lock with mine, and she surrenders a silent nod before standing up and slinging a duffel bag over her shoulder. I stand to make room as she creeps past me and toward the front of the bus. She steps slowly. Each